You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Oh, goodness. Um, I just feel like days are going by super fast um, nowadays, um, especially like right now. I can't believe we're almost like mid-June. Are you kidding me? goodness i don't know what's happening i don't know uh if it's just my perception of time that's been really weird recently or if everybody feels the same but um yeah so uh it is it is pretty incredible and uh i guess to reflect back on the days that have been going by super fast well what did happen over this past week i guess personal update uh it was my birthday actually on saturday your girl turned 24, a year wiser, a year uh, of uh, experience. Anyways, you know what? I think I said this on our previous episode too. Even though I'm getting older into my 20s, it uh, feels like I'm somehow still 19. I don't know why. It's just it's just the vibe that I have like for my inner child. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, as long as uh, every year that passes by, you just kind of like look back and think about all the things that you had accomplished over the past year and how much you have grown in different aspects. You know, that's all that matters. Right. So I'm very happy that I was able to do that for this uh, year that just passed for my 23. 20- for the 23rd year of my life i mean not to sound dramatic but like <laughs> you get my point um i feel like there was a lot of um stuff that you know uh, just like for any person i mean we're all human right like we have our own ups and downs and um good times and bad times and challenges in life over any year in our life and uh it's all about us um like how rocky balboa says you know even if you if you get kicked down just like get back to your knees and and keep on moving forward that's how winning is done you know and like as long as you have that mentality i know it's incredible it can be incredibly hard at times but you just have to have that mentality keep on moving forward and then when you get to a milestone like uh, you know whatever it is like your birthday or something just kind of look back on all those times that you were able to conquer hardship and you were able to stand strong and you're just so proud of yourself at the end of the at the end of the day and at the end of the year literally right so um i was very grateful that i was able to do something like that for myself for the past year of my life and uh for the uh, few days that have been since my birthday into the 24th year of my life haha <laughs> um it's been great i feel like um i've kind of like reorganized my priorities in life just a little bit so that uh you know you, you're still working hard you're still trying to give out positivity to the world and to your surroundings but also um trying to be a good adult and um just also like looking out for yourself for for real which is very important and sometimes we do tend to forget that 
But that was one of the things, I guess, like a birthday resolution, if you will, that I made for myself. I just said to myself, you know, when I was blowing out the candles on my on my birthday cake, I said, Janan, girl, listen, you have <laughs> lots of these years ahead of you. And you need to know how to do self-care and uh, when to stop. Because, um, like, you know, when you're passionate about your work, naturally, you're just like, you're like, oh, I want to keep doing more. I want to keep working harder and harder and harder. And sometimes you just forget about yourself, right? So I feel like that's something that not just for myself, but anybody else listening to this out there um, who's probably in the same situation Please um, take this message um, uh, as the omen for yourself to just like, you know, uh, step uh, out of whatever you're doing right now and do whatever you think is considered self-care for yourself. If it's hydrating or listening to music, going on a nice outdoor walk or just meditating and taking a nap or, you know, socializing with friends, whatever it is, do what you got to do to take care of yourself because you are important uh right like you need to love yourself before you love anybody else and uh you know life is just gonna get so much easier once you have that inner love for yourself and you really treat yourself with so much care um it's just gonna turn your whole world upside down and sorry to go on this tangent i i understand that it's not necessarily sports related but you know i i am grateful once again for this platform that i've been given by cfru 93.3 fm to be able to not only just discuss sports but also give out you know, occasional messages to anybody listening from the community, right? Anybody who's listening and I don't know, you might be going through something. And uh, even if I say one little thing that is helpful to at least one person, you know, that would literally make my day. And, you know, that would be literally me uh, uh, just thinking hashtag like mission accomplished, right? Um, So I really hope that uh, some of the stuff that I do say here on the show that are, again, not necessarily sports related, I hope, uh, again, disclaimer i'm no expert but i'm just speaking from my own experience and i feel like you know as the show goes on with more and more episodes that we put out the more the show evolves but so do we like me as the host and then you guys as the listeners we kind of like start to evolve and grow together and so you know we're on this journey together and anything that i can share on my behalf to show you know what like this is what i'm learning um i hope that somebody can at least take these tips and try to put them uh to use in their life um you know that's that's all i care about so Oh, wow. That was that was a long tangent. But oh, I really honestly, I genuinely hope that um, it was it was able to reach out to the to the larger community. And uh, at least uh, some of you find the things I just said a little bit useful. So, yeah. That's what I want to say about that. But uh, enough of the tangent. Um, let's get okay for real. Okay, so I'm like, yo, Janan, you need to set up a timer so that you can fit all the content into the half hour time slot that you've been given for TKO. Because especially today, y'all, oh goodness, we have UFC 275 coming up this upcoming weekend, June 11th. Ooh, oh my God. Okay, so it is going to be very, very exciting and interesting. We have 
three exciting matchups that are happening on this card, starting with the main event, which is going to be for the light heavyweight championship belt between the current champion, Mr. Glover Teixeira, who's going to be defending his title against Jerry Prochaska. So that fight's going to be incredible. That's going to be the main event of this UFC 275 fight card. And then if you thought it couldn't get any better, just take a look at the co-main and the third last fight. Um, of the evening because, oh my goodness, Valentina Shevchenko, the current flyweight champion at the UFC, is going to be defending her title against top challenger and contender Tyla Santos. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I need a moment to just recollect myself, honey, okay? Um, but the other fight that I really want to talk about today on the show is the Zhang Weili and Joanna Yunjicic fight, the third last fight of the evening which is going to be, it's just going to be out of this world. And there's so much history that is actually behind this fight that we're going to be all getting into uh, later in the show today. So all exciting stuff planned up for today. And now, without further ado, we should get started, okay? So actually, before I start with the breakdown content of the show, I do want to say that I would like to dedicate this episode to Samiso Buthalezi, who was a South African boxer. Uh, he made his professional debut in 2020. He actually had a fight on June the 5th, very recently, a few days ago. Up until that point, um, Samiso had won all of his fights, um, looked like he had a bright future ahead of him. Unfortunately, when he fought on June 5th, um, he sustained a lot of damage to his head and uh, things were looking really bad for him. Um, and in that fight, he lost that fight against his opponent. But immediately he was transported to the hospital. He was in a coma and unfortunately he passed away today. So our condolences to his family and uh, may he rest in peace. And uh, yes, we would like to dedicate this episode to Samiso Bedelezi. May may he rest in peace. All right. So UFC 275, y'all. Let's get started. First things first, I do want to say that this fight, this whole fight card is going to be happening in Singapore for the first time ever for a pay-per-view card that the UFC is hosting incredible right and also i don't know again i i don't know how the uh time zone differences are going to work out in this case because you know we're talking singapore many hours ahead of us uh, who live in the eastern time zone so you know i wonder how it's going to be like in that sense and i really hope that the fighters uh, don't really get to compromise their sleep schedule just so they can put on a fight at, at a live time so that it makes sense for us living in the Eastern time zone and whatnot. I hope that is not the case. I don't think that's the case um, because they're saying that we get to watch the fights at 10 o'clock or, or like 10 at night Eastern time. And then if you convert that to uh, the the time zone to what they have in Singapore, I'm thinking that it's probably sometime during the day, the following Sunday, right? So that, that makes sense. And it's actually quite nice for the fighters, I think. It's probably even better as opposed to them 
having to go on and fight at like i don't know 12 at midnight or something you know what i mean because a lot of people do have to do that if they do get to fight at vegas or you know new york city whatever it is um just how how the, the promoters tend to schedule the fights like really late at night but yeah it's gonna be i think it's actually gonna be a little bit easier for them in this case to fight during the daytime there but oh boy let's talk about ufc 275's main event which is going to be between glover Teixeira and jerry prochaska so i do want to talk about how amazing of a fighter glover Teixeira is and talk about his incredible uh background story as a champion so glover Teixeira as a 42 year old in the ufc is actually the oldest ever ufc uh champion uh in the in the history of the ufc he was fighting in the ufc for almost 10 years before he became the champion so that just goes to show like listen you need uh, to have a whole bunch of patience and a whole bunch of uh, just just heart and to never give up on your hard work to you know if you if you keep it up that there, there is a very high chance of you getting it at the end and becoming the world champion because why the heck not right and glover tishiro just set an amazing example for all of us in that sense right because he just became the champion at 42 and uh this whole time like you would see him hustling in the in the weight division and the light heavyweight weight division but unfortunately he was just uh with the with the roster of people that he was put together at the time you know people like john jones in the light heavyweight division people like daniel cormier at the light heavyweight division alexander gustafson you know what have you all those top top names in the light heavyweight division over the past few years they were there but what happened john jones um he was a champion right and then he decided to just move up a weight division to the heavyweight division he doesn't fight at light heavyweight anymore and daniel cormier who was a champion at light heavyweight uh, you know the the whole situation with john jones that he had uh, he would fight him and then he lost and then he eventually too moved up to the heavyweight division alexander gustafson um he was around and he was fighting really well in the light heavyweight division and then um he i believe that he's still training but he's not currently active in the ufc so you know um you know those are the big three names in the light heavyweight division for the past few years not to say that we don't have uh, other talents in the light heavyweight division would definitely do but um you know i'm just not gonna uh, t go through every single one of them for the sake of time but i feel like those were the big people who were always constantly overshadowing glover Teixeira over the years and once they were kind of like semi out of the picture here is glover Teixeira being able to finally shine um in this case you know he, he he could actually shine um when when all the big dogs were gone right so he was able to do that when he when he defeated the then light heavyweight champion jan blakovich 
through a submission through a rear naked choke and that was in 2021 and wow that was just incredible nobody was really expecting it, especially because i believe he took that fight on a relatively short short notice so um he really shocked the whole mma world and he showed that nothing is impossible as long as you believe in yourself as long as you try hard for it right so good for him it was awesome everything that he accomplished but here he is now trying to have his first ever title defense in the light heavyweight division against jerry prochaska who is no one to underestimate at all so if you look through the list of the people that he has defeated so far first of all he has had no losses since 2015 a huge deal and then also, if you look at the names uh, names of previous opponents that he has recently um, defeated, we see names like Dominic Reyes, who has been the title challenger multiple times in the light heavyweight division. He's a very amazing striker. And, um, you know, Jerry Prochaska was able to defeat him through a knockout, through a spinning back elbow, which is just you know the, the the one of the craziest ways you can possibly knock out a opponent but he was able to do it with dominic reyes too very very impressive and then before dominic reyes he also fought uh vulcan ozdemir who also comes from a very strong uh striking background and him too he was able to completely knock out so we start to see a theme here with Jerry Prochaska being that, you know, he overall, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a very uh, well-rounded mixed martial artist, but uh, it seems like he tends to favor striking more than other forms of mixed martial arts. And um, he's definitely proven on paper that, uh, you know, the, his way of striking is very effective and uh, indeed he's able to finish opponents that way so that's actually very <laughs> scary in this case because you know when we're talking about i mean glover Teixeira too is a very well-rounded mixed martial artist years of experience in the game you know um having having been in the ufc alone for 10 years right so just just consider it that way uh, but if we want to uh, like compare Jerry Prochaska's style of fighting to that of Teixeira's, Teixeira is more of a, uh, you know, he, he, he is really good on the ground. And um, as much as he's a great boxer, uh, I do see him being more successful when things are taken to the ground and when he needs to employ his jiu-jitsu skills to dominate over his opponents. So, uh, in this case, I really would be interested to see if folks are going to be switching up their regular fighting style in this case to try to uh, surprise their opponent and uh, do something different in this case or not. However, this is my recommendation for either fighter. So, <laughs> Gulliver Teixeira needs to avoid Jerry Prochaska's striking as much as possible. Try to stay on the outside I would say if I were Glover Teixeira, I would shoot for as many takedowns as I can so that I can, first of all, neutralize all the shots that are going to be coming towards me from Jerry. 
But once I take him down, um, I would immediately recruit my uh, jujitsu skills so that I can try to finish Jerry on the ground if possible. Okay. And as soon as possible. Right. Um, and if I'm I, conversely, if I'm Jerry Prochaska, <laughs> I would try to, uh, you know, uh, punch Glover Teixeira from the outside, try to keep my range, but also fight smart and fight quick because, um, you know, it, it's only a matter of a, a shot that uh, Jerry Prochaska is able to defeat his opponent. So I feel like if he really wants to win definitively in this fight, then he needs to recruit his striking skills and potentially try to go for the finish early on in the fight. And ah, it's just going to be so exciting because, you know, to, Jerry Prochaska, like he's been in the UFC for a while now too, but I'm just, you know, when you think about Glover Teixeira's vast experience in the whole MMA game, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. And, you know, as much as we love to see young and uh, talented guys entering big organizations like the UFC, there's just something about that, you know, that, that maturity that comes with that uh, extent of experience when when we're talking about someone like Glover Teixeira, uh, which is always so incredible to watch. And you're like, oh, but I know that like Glover Teixeira is never going to be making a stupid mistake in a fight. And he's always just fighting so wise and he knows exactly what he's doing. And, you know, like sometimes, I mean, nobody's perfect, right? Like he might get hit in the fight and he might get bloodied up, but that's that's not a flaw. Like it's all about you knowing how to handle conflict in a fight and uh, how to how to try to circumvent challenges and try to turn things into your own advantage. Which I think, from his experience in the UFC, Glover Teixeira is gonna do perfectly uh, in this case. So you know, overall, I feel like there's so many good points that both fighters are going to be bringing into this fight so i really do agree with the ufc matchmakers for making this fight the main event of the evening for ufc 275 all right so there's that but now let's talk about uh the two bouts that i'm personally very very incredibly excited for i always get so excited when i see awesome women fighters fighting on ufc fight cards i feel like sometimes unfortunately unfortunately we do not get to see um women fight as much as we want to even though we have incredible talent in the ufc and i just i just don't understand why they wouldn't um do more women matchups in in their cards but i'm so thankful that uh, we have two back to back to back uh women fights on this ufc 275 fight card so the cool main event is going to be between Valentina Shevchenko and Tyler Santos. Valentina Shevchenko, hello. We're talking about a former Muay Thai champion and the current flyweight champion at the UFC. A woman not to be messed with at all. Uh, a woman who's always in training camp. A woman who is always in the best fighting shape of her life. And uh, there's... there's uh, when you look at Valentina Shevchenko and if you actually go out and, and watch some of her fight highlights and, uh, and some of the training footage that she has available online, you're like, she looks bulletproof. 
I mean, no, no pun intended, because like her nickname is literally Bullets. She is, she is almost invincible. And uh, you know, I say almost because like you know, trying to be objective here, like. Uh, she is human too. Like she's had losses in the past before against uh, another uh, quote unquote <laughs> bulletproof fighter, Amanda Nunes. We're not going to talk about that. Um, uh, somehow, uh, Amanda Nunes has always been the Achilles heel of <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko. But, you know, for the past uh, so many fights, all the, all the fights that Valentina has had since 2018, she's won all of them. Um, back to back to back because of uh, her dominance and in, in the fights and because of how perseverant and strong she tends to be in her fights. So Valentina Shevchenko, um, overall style fighting, like I mentioned, she does come f- does come from a very strong Muay Thai background, and uh, that has given her a lot of competitive advantage in her MMA fights. Um, she. Just knows how to chop you down. I don't know how else to put it, but uh, she has incredible stamina as a result of that Muay Thai background, and she—it just feels like she has an array of uh, just skill sets that she is so ready to use at any time in a fight. It—it it, it just uh, feels like a uh, superhero, honestly. I mean, not to sound biased or anything, but. She does give me those vibes. And if you if you have watched her fight at least once or twice, then you probably agree to what I just said. You know what I mean? So um, she comes from a very strong striking background. And that is how she usually um, uh, wins her fights. Not to say that she's not a good wrestler. I mean, you know, for her to be the champion, she needs to have all those skills under her belt, which she does. But uh, from what we've seen before, she has shown a little bit of weakness when it comes to being taken down to the ground. And, you know, not to say that she doesn't know how to defend herself. She definitely does. But uh, she is, for example, not the person who would take the initiative to take the fight to the ground, if that makes sense. Because she knows where her strengths are. And uh, if she is taken to the ground, she just knows how to defend herself and get back up right she would never really like try to submit opponents and that's just not that's just never been part of her game plan if you will so yeah that's Valentina Shevchenko uh the Muay Thai queen here and uh it's really interesting here because when we talk about her opponent uh Tyler Santos it is very interesting because I feel like she's shown that she can actually hang in there and uh, fight um, however she has to, to to dominate fights and to win over opponents uh, through the number of decision, unanimous decision wins that we have uh, on her professional record. Um, showing that overall, yeah, she is a very well-rounded MMA fighter. And, uh, you know, having said that, I feel like that gives her a lot of versatility in this fight uh, because she doesn't really have to fight a certain way against Valentina Shevchenko. If she wanted to, she could probably just, you know, mix things up and she could be the one who could shoot for takedowns and uh, try to just put a lot of pressure grappling wise on Valentina Shevchenko because she has, uh, Valentina has shown weakness in that, in that sense before. 
so uh i would say that's uh, that would be one of the more sensible things for tavla santos to do as opposed to try to outbox someone so dominant like balancing the shevchenko um and in, in a mma fight you know so that would be my uh recommendation for tavla santos just vary it up and try to utilize grappling skills as much as possible to try to neutralize Valentino's oops uh, ooh, not the mic just being hit around goodness <laughs> all right what was I saying yeah so uh Tyler Santos girl stick to your grappling do not try to outbox Valentina Shevchenko and for Shevchenko to stick to her Muay Thai roots if she wants to win this fight Oh, goodness. I really wanted to talk about this Zhang Weili and Yoana Janjacek fight. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. And I will definitely talk about this fight next week when we're uh, going to do another breakdown of the U UFC 275 fights uh, next week when everything's happened. And we just kind of like sit down and reminisce about the fights. But unfortunately... That is t all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonah, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.